Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to M-Class Email, the only podcast on the internet where these two handsome motherfuckers answer all your questions and all your pitches or ditches. This is the only one that we do that? Is that true? That's true! I don't know. It feels like we do another one like that. I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Josh. Stop lying to our customers. I mean, our uh, listeners. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'd like to front load this episode by saying that if you would like your email read on the air, you can send it on over to mclassemail at gmail.com. All singular. Just one email. We only do one email at a time, and that email this month is... (laughs) From Colin. Colin Kaepernick? No. I wish. Does he listen? Probably. Probably. Hi, Hi, Colin. He seems like a dude who loves Star Trek. He might. I meant that seriously. <laughs> I uh, too. He might. It's, uh, the email is titled Star Trek The Original Series. A very, very original email title, it's Colin. very general, general topic. <laughs> he says, hey, Trek boys. Hi, hi, hi. Trek hi, hi. boys. Trek boys. <laughs> I have recently enjoyed watching some TOS episodes such as The Balance of Terror and Court Martial. Yeah, I have to say, I love the color and sound of TOS. Mm-hmm. You, you can see how much power it takes to actually use the phasers to attack the Romulan vessel with the lights dimming and becoming bright again. I do find it a little funny that a spacecraft so far in the future is, is made out of concrete or something equally dusty when broken apart, though. Yeah, it's very, <laughs> like, uh, like industrial it's asbestos i think probably they were like this is asbestos it's it's asbestos this is the fabric of the future we're not gonna be using asbestos to make spaceships because it doesn't catch fire see (laughs) they probably did think that probably the acting is fantastic and you gotta love those trek ladies being so much sexier than the later shows Uhura is an absolute fox, and everybody is an absolute fox. Yeah, that that show is full of beautiful women. It's almost true. like they cast them that way. It's tr- it's almost as if they cast them only based on looks, except Uhura. Yeah, yeah except Uhura. dude, Uhura is like she's the foxiest fox. fox on the show, though. Like, like she just like comes on screen, and you're like, holy shit. Like, they don't even have to put the Vaseline on the camera lens when she comes on. It just automatically does that. No, we're going to save the Vaseline for something else. (laughs) I've loved your show, even since before I'd ever watched any of the Star Trek shows. It's funny to know your description of the show and to see what it actually looks like. Either way, phenomenal. Much (laughs) love from Texas again, Colin slash Josh Pretenderson. <laughs> oh, it's Josh Pretenderson. That Colin. P.S. I guess I'm going to assign myself to cleaning up the filth on the M Class satellite since you guys are sick of mucking around in feces. Peace out and love you. <laughs> we don't have enough beds no. for the amount of people. No. We, we had to get rid of the guy that was doing crunches in here. Yeah. Captain. St- what's his name? I don't Captain know. Buff Biff? Flash Chest. I don't know. Buff Biff Blaster Man. Blasterton. Yeah. Our next email is from Phantom Holiday Thief Goofus. <laughs> Love that holiday goof. <laughs> Love that sweet, sweet goofus. Ahoy, Trek boys. Hi, 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 hi. Hey, Jeff, what do you think of Common Rider Gaim? You know, the one where they dress as fruit and also there's holographic Pokemon battles? I watched a couple of episodes but dropped it. 
I should watch it again. I also subscribe to Ryder Club Radio, but that's not Star Trek related, so let's get into that space Mojave desert and take some peyote. <laughs> that was tough to There's get a out. Lot. There's a lot happening in this uh, already. I really loved Common Rider Gaim. You can go back to <laughs> Ryder Club Radio on uh, YouTube to um, hear my opinions about it, because I think we cover it early on. What kind of fruit do they look like? The main character, like, they have armor, right? And yeah. the armored parts of their body, of uh, their suits, are based on fruit. Like strawberries? There is uh, a strawberry form, but the main character is an orange. He's got orange as his main form, and the secondary character is, has a banana. <laughs> so, like, in, in, like, Power Rangers, they do dinosaurs, and then in this one, they do fruit. Oh, there's like a ton of different common riders, but in this, I know in there's this a, particular there's bugs, right? There's yeah, bugs. there's a ton of them with bugs. They're all usually bugs. That's the only thing I know. In this one, they're fruit. Look, I was a big bad Beetleborgs fan. So well, they're whatever. beetles. <laughs> like, look into the. Here's another behind the scenes shot for you. Look into the little chat room and the thing we're talking about. And there's a picture hey! of the orange guy. It doesn't really look like an orange. Well, an actual giant metal orange lands on his head and then opens up into the armor he's wearing. This show <laughs> is next level. It's man. I can't wacky. Keep up with it. <laughs> I can't keep up. You shouldn't be able to, honestly. It's too, it's too much. My favorite one is when they open up the Hitler vault. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows that one. It's like that gif, right? I think that yeah. was a gif for a while. They're like, finally, we'll have Hitler's treasure. <laughs> Wait, Common Rider! Common <laughs> Rider! Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you another one while we're while we're here and wasting yeah, the wasting these guy. people's time. This yeah, is Common uh, Rider Baron. He's a banana. Oh, he does look like a banana. Yeah. That guy, that guy looks like a banana. Anyway, <laughs> Goofus continues. Peyote one. Mm-hmm. Take an episode of Garfield and Friends, but you replace John Arbuckle with Data. So he and Liz would immediately get married. <laughs> Garf says some dry witticisms about Data. B-plot, because Data is oversleeping and using his new Garfield dream subroutine. Someone has to take his place. So Worf does, but he messes with all the settings. Who put the taskbar on the side, Worf? <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like an argument someone's had before. <laughs> It's a little too real. I'm going to pitch that one. I'm going to pitch it because I just want more data. Plus, you'll get to hear the uh, the Ode to Spot again. Fuck, I love Ode to Spot, especially the Dan Feel Bull version where he like puts fucking next episode <laughs> behind it. <laughs> Felis Caddis. <laughs> That's your taxonomic nomenclature. Nomenclature. <laughs> uh, Peyote 2. Riker keeps seeing gnomes everywhere and it's driving him crazy. He oh tries God. to explain it in any conceivable Star Trek rationale, but they all prove fruitless. What the fuck are gnomes just real now? Does he have a brain tumor? Maybe. B plot the gnome leader has taken a shine to Geordi and they teach him a bunch of cool magic and clockwork engineering. Geordi then starts wearing a wizard hat and he pulls it off, but th this does not help Riker in any way. He could pull it off. He totally uh, I, could. I would pitch this if the gnomes are from Magus 2. <laughs> That's a pitch. I would pitch Magus this 2. if the gnomes are led by Rumpelstiltskin. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would work. Follow up. The heist is going super great. I'm not fuck? currently on the run from Space Ball oh. Paul Blart. <laughs> oh Space Paul Blart. Spall Blart. Spall Blart. Spall Blart. Truly yours, Phantom Holiday Thief Goofus. Thank you, Goofus. Love that holiday, Goofus. Love that, Goofus. <laughs> Our next email is from Boston Sean. This guy again. Who says, Trek Boys, big fan of fan-created content here. <laughs> Thank you, Boston. <laughs> Merry Christmas. I got you two gifts. Okay. Jeff, you are far more talented than you give yourself credit for. This isn't True. an empty platitude. It's real praise. You inspire me. Thank you, nah, Sean. That's nice. Aw. Thank you. He's right. I he was going to say that, but like I let him do it. Of course. So. <laughs> yeah. He's got one for you, too. Oh, God. Here we go. Josh, you are well-learned and thoughtful. Your sense of humor is more than just natural. It's clearly a craft you've honed, and your hard work is paying off. It's because there's pain inside. <laughs> He's right. You are very well-learned and thoughtful. No one will accept that about you, but we know. Uh, it's because I play an idiot know. on the internet, so everyone's like, this guy's a dummy. We all know. <laughs> Thank you, though. That's very nice. Merry Jeff's Christmas. Was, Jeff's was more true, I No, think, yours was definitely more true. No, Jeff's is more uh, accurate. Shut the fuck up, Josh! There was no mention of our huge dongers in those. Yeah, what the fuck, Sean? Uh, Merry Christmas to us, I guess. Merry Whatever. Christmas to my big old Christmas tree-shaped dick. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Enjoy the gifts your fans have sent you tonight. We all love you, Boston Thank Sean. You. That's very nice. Sean, Thank you're you so a good much. dude. Thank you. That was awesome. I'm sorry I yelled at you at the beginning of the last episode. <laughs> yeah, sorry I yelled at you for not talking about our dicks, too, like two seconds. You don't have to. It's fine. It's okay. If you want to, though, it's cool. <laughs> our, ne our next email is from Bart, a.k.a. Charles, uh -huh. who says, Hi, Jeff and Josh. Hi. Escape pod log. So after connecting some plasma relays backwards, which is very fun and not at all terrifying... Mm -hmm. I blasted a hole in the reserve tank and pushed us out of the collision course. Oh, you uh, you wallied us that way. Yeah, he he was in the escape pod headed towards the sun. Yeah, remember when Wally did that, and then and remember in Gravity when Sandra Bullock does the same thing. It if it works, it works. I don't think it would. Honestly. Probably not. I think it would just freeze as soon as it came out. It's so fucking cold in space. It's like negative two hundred and seventy degrees. It's it's true zero in space. It's not, it's not absolute zero. Now, me and Shrek are waiting for someone to hear the distress beacon. Shrek is in there with you? I Wait, forgot that. Like Shrek, like from the movies? Did you get his autograph? <laughs> like, sometimes I think that I, like, enter a coma... And I don't remember, like, what happened. And then this is one of those times. When yeah. did Shrek get here? I definitely don't remember Shrek being involved. Maybe maybe we just are forgetting a key point. I don't know. I feel like it's not something he would just spring in the middle of a sentence like that. <laughs> maybe, though. Who knows? I wanted to ask you about religion in Star Trek. There okay. was a story about how on the set of Discovery that a captain wasn't allowed to say the word God since religion would be gone by the 23rd century. 
All of the earlier shows love dipping into the religion of the local species, so I wanted to know your thoughts. Is Star Trek doomed to become the stereotypical I'm not religious, I'm just spiritual person? Uh, they, they always sort of skirt around it a lot. In Enterprise, there's a few instances where they reference certain things, and obviously Deep Space Nine is very like heavy into that. I, I don't believe personally that like religion is gone in the 24th century. I don't think it's like non-existent, but I think it definitely would have to like change, right? Like there's a million aliens out there. Like how does God explain that, right? Well, I mean, like, there are members of Starfleet who are religious. I mean, Chakotay's yeah. entire personality is built around his religion. Right. We're th- we're talking about Christian religion also. There's tons of other religions. So Yeah, that's the thing that always kind of bothers me about not not to say you're doing this Bart. Right. Wh- while you're trying to fly away from a sun. <laughs> but track, everybody apparently. who ever talks about religion in Star Trek is almost always talking about Christianity. Right. But Earth is made up of, like, hundreds of different religions, at least. Right. So, so I think the tolerance of other religions would... the uh, An effect of that would be that Christianity and, and all the other sort of major religions would be less obnoxious, because it wouldn't... You're not the monopoly anymore, it's right? true. Like, it wouldn't matter what religion you are in that society, so therefore Christianity wouldn't be, like, forcing its bullshit on you like it does today. I mean, In my experience. In my experience, too, living in West Virginia. Yeah, yeah. But, um... Canonically, like, both uh, Bones and Kirk have mentioned God. Yeah. Before... Yeah, and I, I mean, people that say God as a phrase all the yeah. time in Star Trek. It, it's more of that, like, discovery revisionism bullshit yeah, it's where they just make not, up yeah. rules that they act like have been there the whole time. Yeah, it's not a very good um, yardstick, right, to, to f- like, shape your Trek ideas on. No. Just whatever they do, just ignore it. Just ignore everything that they do in that show. And, I mean, there's a... Uh, there is a chance that religion is kind of gone in that future as well. I well, mean, it's kind of gone now here, right? Like it's not as it's not. I mean, as it's prominent. it's not as all encompassing as like the Puritan times, I guess. Yeah, um, like relatively speaking, I guess. There's that scene. It, it happens in the mirror universe, I guess, where um, Captain Cisco says that like mankind has no god, right? And uh, that's the main complaint that the Bajorans have about the Federation, is that they're godless. Yeah, I, I, I think that that's, like, a side effect of, like, becoming... This is gonna really piss people off. <laughs> Do it! I, I was gonna say, I think that's a side effect of becoming a more enlightened uh, group of people, is that you no longer have the... Uh, convenience of just believing that what you believe is correct and uh, and and therefore you're not going to cling to those those uh more fundamental beliefs right and i mean that's not to say that there isn't still religion i'm right. sure there is still religion there, there, in, there amongst be. human beings in the there start. has to be yeah. i mean vulcans are still religious yeah they're yes exa- exactly exactly um, although I guess they could be described as more spiritual. Klingons but, are super religious. They believe in 
fucking Stovacore and all that shit, you know? Um, humans are probably much less likely to just openly throw religion in people's faces in the same way that the aliens do. Right. Uh, a lot of the aliens come off like modern-day humans, where they speak of their religion as if, like, it's 100% true, and if you don't believe it, then you're a heathen. Right. Right. <laughs> um, which, again, may just be the area I'm from. I don't know ex- experience-wise, but I I just think... No, it's Star Trek. I just think Star Trek has tried to um, maintain an equanimity a little bit between, yeah. like... Showing you that religion isn't like hated and shunned or anything like in like a, a fucking uh like the Chinese government forcing right, it's people not, it's, to become atheists. It's not illegal, right? Religion yeah. is not illegal. It's just less. It's just less. It, the, the the harsh edges are 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 taken off of it, right? True. There's a there's a line in. Uh, Enterprise when Archer gets the Katra of Surik inside of him, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, T'Pol is explaining Surik and like, like who he was, and it sounds very Christ-like, and and uh, Archer laughs. He goes, he like does like a laugh, and she says, "You think this is funny?" And he says, "No, I f- I think it's familiar." Yeah, right. And it's like, it's that's so good. Of a of an uh, a a window into human beings' religiousness in that time, right? Like they're they're seeing things in a wider spectrum, and when you do that, you're not as concerned with like the minutia of the religion so much as you're you're seeing that similar things are taking place everywhere, and that's kind of the point yeah. of the Federation, right? Like. To find we're, we're the more, similarities between us right. and not the differences. We're, we're more similar than we are different, so... That th- it, may it be is the interesting real... that a lot of people... I feel like I've heard the question about religion more than most anything else when it comes to Star Trek. Mm-hmm. When, like, we don't really have that clear of a view into human life in that time period for anything. Right. Like, what do humans really do on Earth? Like, go to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, kind of what all we see them doing like, is what going do you, to the beach. What do you do with your life? Yeah. Like, the only thing Make, we really see is, like, Cisco's dad has a restaurant. Makes, yeah, he makes food. Yeah, he just does random shit. I don't know. But, like... you just do whatever. The entirety of the Federation future is made up of little glimpses of what non-Starfleet people do. And I would find it really interesting to learn more, like religion as well but like everything about what yeah. life is like as a human in that time period we get little touches but yeah i think it's my sort of fan canon that like it, it just it doesn't it's not brought up anymore it, it's not a problem because it's not important I, I think like the question he's asking demonstrates like sort of the problem now is that it's not a concern then and it it, it you can believe whatever you want, right? Like, they're not going to stop you. That's the wild thing as well, is, like, um, it's not... There's no denouncing of religion in Star Trek. Right. But the fact that it's not focused on can be a problem for a lot of people. But that's the real problem, right? Yeah, I'm not saying that this is what... Uh, no, none of what, this is, right. like, specifically against Bart. Right, 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 right. But 
like overall, he's just right. he's just a curious guy asking yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a great question. It is it's, a great it's, question uh, to the point where like we have so many emails, I can't really read your pitch it or ditch it's because we yeah. just spent like twenty minutes talking about your email. <laughs> um, so he finishes. All I know is hail Satan. Oh no. Let's do another Satan's collection. <laughs> I don't know if we could find any more Satan's episodes. Oh, we can find some. Escape Log Supplemental. That's all for this week. I lucked out and got picked up by a Vulcan ship headed to the Beta Quadrant. Oh, I don't know no. why I didn't see it earlier. And they really like eagles. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh-oh, it's all coming together. Signed, Bart. Passenger, I-R-K, Belloc. <laughs> the Belloc? Baloch. <laughs> Good. Our next That's, email. <laughs> hope Shrek has a way out of this one. Our next email is from Spivzy. Spivzy. Who says, Dear Trekoids. That's different. That planet I was heading towards at dangerously high speed with certain death in my future? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> it turned out I was at the perfect angle and now I'm orbiting it. I've had some oh, time great. to really How see. convenient. <laughs> what are the odds? One in two trillion? <laughs> <laughs> I've had some time to really think about life and stuff, and I think I've worked out the actual meaning of life and how to reach intergalactic peace. Oh, boy. I'll tell you at some point. In the meantime, here's a Christmas oh. peyote. <laughs> okay. All right. This one's special. <laughs> Twas stardate 43490.5, and all was still upon the Enterprise. Oh, God. Engineering was silent. Jordy snug in his room. Riker, Data, Picard were all asleep, too. Deanna, Worf, and Crusher all cozy in bed before the sirens started blaring. A breach in the bulkhead. Oh, my God. Was it a Romulan strike force or a Cardassian crew? Picard leapt out of bed. What were they to do? This is great. Meet me on the bridge, he ordered with flair. Ran down to the view screen and sat down in his chair. Let's see what we've got. The screen turned itself on. I sure hope it's not a Cardassian bomb. Perhaps it's debris that we hit out I in space. I would have gone with a Cardassian. <laughs> Perhaps it's debris that we hit out in space? Postulated Data with his emotionless face. Jordy, <laughs> oh could we have hit something that hard? That seems unlikely to me, Captain Picard. Captain Picard. Yep, yep. Suddenly on the view screen, an image appeared. A round red creature with what looked like a beard? He flew into the breach through the emergency force field. Someone's on board. Worf put up a shield. <laughs> Not so, not so hasty, Lieutenant. We don't know they're hostile. Meeting this creature may prove worth hostile. Meeting this creature may prove worthwhile. Oh my God! It looked like his rhymes are incredible. <laughs> it looked like a Tellarite, said Riker, confused, or an Andorian. He quietly mused. Oh my God. <laughs> Whoever it is, let's get down there quick. Beam us over. Sir, O'Brien's off sick. <laughs> they opted to run through the halls of the ship toward the sounds of sleigh bells. Was this some kind of trick? 
Oh my god. The computer was playing music they'd never before heard. I believe this is Mendelssohn, said Data, the nerd. <laughs> Data the nerd. <laughs> Troy picked something up that she spied on the floor. It looks like a present, but I can't really be sure. Careful, Deanna, said Riker, afeard. She pulled at the ribbon, but the box disappeared. Oh, my God. Another noise startled the Enterprise crew. Time to investigate. What more could they do? In a heap by the hull breach was a man clad in red. Oh, what a calamity. I've injured my head. What an idiot. Crusher waved her tricorder. Get this man to sick bay. Hurry up now. We don't have all day. The crew banded together and got in there fast when Picard realized something and stood there aghast. I recognize this person, his red hat and beard. Now the present we found doesn't seem quite as weird. Riker piped up, of course it's so clear. Why would he but why would he be traveling so far out here? I thought his rounds only took place on Earth. I've expanded my horizons, the man said with mirth. Oh my god. Megas too. You're a good boy, Picard, and Data is too. Jordy, Worf, Troy, the whole Enterprise crew. I've traveled this far to give you all presents, but ships don't have chimneys, thus this course of events. Oh my god! <laughs> but why did it vanish, asked Deanna concerning. Why? Because it's not Christmas morning. Uh, the crew uh, laughed together and stayed that way a while. And even young Data cracked a small smile. What? That's impossible. <laughs> I must get going. I've got more rounds to go. He wrinkled his nose and said, ho, ho, ho. Thank, thank you, Mr. Claus. The, ga- the gang gave a salute. It's just what we do, he said, giving Picard a new flute. <laughs> what? He has that cool one from the fucking satellite. He sprang to his feet. He was healed now for sure. To boldly go where Santa has not gone before. Oh my god. The moral of the story is that Satellite M needs a chimney or Santa will blast a hole in the side. Happy holidays, Spivzy. That was beautiful. That was incredible. <laughs> incredible. Pitch it. Damn. Super pitch it. Amazing. I can't clap. I have a cup in my hand. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, our next email is from the famous Ben Beeler of mm-hmm. Ben Beeler's Defection Collection. Oh wow! He that said, "Ben Beeler." He said, "Turek Goyles, Turek Goyles." <laughs> this week, I'm writing in with another installment of everyone's favorite game: ball snatches, hitch it, skitch it, or ditch it. As you both know, the way we play Hisiodi. Is that I provide a list of vehicles and you decide whether you would hitch that ride by getting into it and riding as a passenger, skitch that ride by putting on a spacesuit and grabbing its bumper, or ditch that ride by just avoiding it altogether. Okay. I like that this is Boss Nass's hitch it, skitch it, or ditch it. Boss Nass from Star Wars. Again, as we are all aware, I'm only explaining these rules because the rules dictate that I must do so each time we play. 
I must also include this explanation of why I'm explaining the rules so that the game can be preserved throughout time or if something okay. crazy happens. Okay. Like, for instance, if my transmission is accidentally sent through a wormhole and ends up in another dimension where everything's different because George Kirk didn't die or something. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking George Kirk! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's see some rides to hitch, sketch, or ditch. Okay. One, a Romulan warbird, but the crew claimed to support reunification. Hmm. I might sketch that one. I'll sketch it. You don't want to get too close. They're all, you don't, you're not sure. Two, that cool hovering cop motorcycle from Star Trek The Motion Picture. I'm going to go ahead and hitch that. Wait, from the first one? Yeah. I don't remember that. I don't remember that either, but I'm going to pretend like does I do. He, does he mean from the the 2009? Is that what he means? Maybe. I, maybe there was one in the motion picture. We haven't watched it in two years. Yeah, it's been a while. The motion picture cop. <laughs> oh, wait. Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Oh, yeah. I forgot. It doesn't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Cop motorcycle. Nope, it's in 2009. Yeah, it's in 2009. It's still cool. It doesn't fit in Star Trek at all, but I liked it. I it like flying like motorcycles. It looks like something from Serenity or something. It does. Uh, three, Zephram Cochran's Phoenix. I'm gonna hitch that. Hell yeah. It's got freaking fucking Steppenwolf in it. <laughs> Wait, I get the joke. I get the joke. Wait, what do you mean? Tell me. Tell me what the joke is. I can't tell you. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. I, had to, I had to check and see if the joke is correct, because number four is the USS Vengeance from Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. But oh, that's from, I see. He's from he's the saying, dimension where George Kirk didn't he's, die. He's from that dimension. I, I get it. Uh, this, <laughs> uh, that's... Okay. <laughs> Five, Admiral Necheyev's dune buggy. <laughs> Admiral Necheyev has the dune buggy? I'm going to ditch that just because it's probably a trap. Dude, I'm, I'm hitching it. I'm going to ride in a dune buggy with Admiral Bicheyev. Yeah, I want to yell trapped, dress dude. me down. Jesus Christ. Looking forward to your answers. Ensign Desrath on the USS Candy Corn B. <laughs> Candy Corn B. Because he's normally Captain Desrath. <laughs> Of the USS Lollipop. That's right, but candy corn's terrible, so... Oh. <laughs> so it's from the terrible universe. You guys make me sad. Candy corn sucks a dick. I love it, and you can suck my dick. All right. Our next email <laughs> is from Yakub. Yakub. Who says, please forward this to the USS Tapon's radio program hiring department. Okay. Dear sir or madam... I am writing in response to information I received about a job opening in the custodian department. Alright. I believe I'm a good fit for the position of chief custodian. I've been cleaning on the USS M-Class Discord for months now. <laughs> it's ironic that they named a ship after the podcast we do on a satellite, though. <laughs> I mean, we must be really good at what we do. I, I guess. Know. They usually name ships after, like, important world leaders and stuff. Yeah. Is he padding his resume with false information? Maybe. Maybe he's doing that. My greatest achievement is probably cleaning up the pineapple pizza debacle. 
please contact Captain Desrath for references. I look forward Uh-oh. to hearing from you soon. Clean regards, Custodian Yakub. I kind of feel weird reading his his thing. I feel like we should have just forwarded it to them. Uh, I'm not even going to forward it. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Tapon listens to the program. He's the next email. Oh, okay, okay. It's a long, long one, too. Um, well, it's Tapon, so. Yeah. All right, let me get my Tapon voice on. <clears throat> Ensign Pennington. Ensign Henderson. Trek boys. Uh-huh. Before I begin my message, I am disturbed by the invasion of my personal medical records. My history with Trellium D is a topic which has little relevance in our relationship. Please disregard any further claims from that disreputable publication. I mean, it means you like to party. <laughs> I forgot about the Inner Space yeah. Inquirer, the Federation Inquirer. Yeah, he like he changed his name, right? Because he was a musician and he did heroin. <laughs> I understand a fairly important ancestral holiday is approaching. Classic Uh radio broadcasts on North American Earth would engage in the tradition of reading out loud a fable of the holiday's past. Uh Seeing how I am a modern-day radio host, I elected to research this practice with the intention of perhaps offering you some personal satisfaction. Oh my god. This personal satisfaction. Is that, huh? is that where we're going on Christmas? Alright. This led me to read some of the traditional Christmas stories, and I have found them improbable. <laughs> I have no need to propagate myth during my broadcast, so instead I have elected to share a proverb my father used to dictate to me. Okay. I hope that you find its lesson applicable in your lives. I'm honored. It's a long story, but I'm going to read it. Okay. You guys have all the time in the fucking world, right? Sure. (laughs) Pawsak was a traitor in the days of Mm Sorok. In those days, constant war and scarcity necessitated such professions. While his goal was always to leave his customers happy, he never strayed from his primary intention of personal profit. Ancient ledgers show that he was as shrewd as any modern-day Ferengi, but with far fewer unhappy patrons. (laughs) What racist! Racism! (laughs) One day, Pasak conferred with the great Surak. Why, Surak, have you need of pen or paper by which to write your teachings? Surak shook his head. Pasak... While it is logical to keep a record of my lessons, I have digital means by which to save them. He's this got will that be fucking space pyramid, dude. <laughs> this will be far more efficient. This will be a far more efficient way to preserve my instruction. Yeah, Pasag- space pyramids. <laughs> Pasag nodded. Rarely did, did a new prospect purchase his first offering. Mm. Great Surak, surely you would be interested in this new meditation lamp. It was forged in Takarath by metallurgists of the highest mastery. Oh man, I want it. Surak once again shook his head. Pasak, you know I possess a lamp. I regularly teach methods of meditation by peering into the light of said lamp. It is reasonable to assume I would require a second lamp? Damn. Fucking burnt, Pasak. You just got Suraked, dude. Pasak (laughs) attempted to persuade the father of logic... Master Surak, your lamp is old and plain. Surely a Vulcan of your stature deserves a lamp of equal radiance. Oh, this is how religion starts. (laughs) 
Surak took a deep breath and rested his hand on Pasak's shoulder. Merchant Pasak, the lamp's function is not to display my importance, it is to focus my mind. Such decoration would only distract me from its purpose. There is no logic in your product. Its beauty betrays its function. Pasak frowned and felt his untempered anger begin to boil. Oh no, he's old Vulcan, they get mad about stuff. He had been a disciple of Sorak for a very short time and was unable to repress his emotion. Sorak put his other hand on Pasak. He looked the fuming Vulcan in the face and said, Sell me oil. There you go. Ensign Pennington. Ensign Henderson. It's very the Buddhist. The moral of this dictum is that lamps operate by burning oil. It is imperative to have a steady supply. I advise you to meditate on this by the lamp of a well-fueled lamp. Tapon. <laughs> Tapon's radio program. USS Tapon's radio program. Thank you, Tapon. That was very nice. That was very. That was a very good story. I like that. That was a very Vulcan story. I loved it. Very good. I feel like we all learned something today. Yeah. Sell people oil. Um, possibly taking that advice on the other side of the spectrum. Okay. Humans. Trek boys. Oh, for fuck. Look, I'll cut right to the chase. Your platform? Terrible. Your pockets? Empty. Your corporeal selves? Exactly the same. <laughs> Freck from Ferenginai is here to tell you Freck. how to get more followers because more followers means more latinum. I love this guy already. Not to be confused with the Ferengi, Mo Latinum. <laughs> Mo Latinum. Remember Mo Latinum? I, I remember Mo Latinum. <laughs> <laughs> Fill that gaping, empty, hollow shell of a life with Latinum. I like your style, fellas. And for that, I'm willing to let you in in one of my secrets to success. Secrets okay. that were banned in the other quadrants of the galaxy. All right, I'm in. Whatever it is, I'm in. <laughs> Pyramid scheme me. First off, boys, you're doing it all wrong. You're not asking for likes and subscriptions, even. With just oh, one yeah. hour of your time, let me show you what Freck can do for you. <laughs> What's this audio-only business? I wouldn't even call that a business. That's a hobby at best. <laughs> Damn, Frank. We have a saying on Ferengana. If it doesn't make money, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Enter video platform. We at Freck Enterprises specialize in, in helping budding creators like yourselves expand their audience through our tried-and-true Ferengi business formula. <laughs> There's a free... Asterisk. One for you. It's all about the organic views. On average, broadcasters with video programming get 210% more consumers than those of only audio broadcasts. <laughs> more views, higher placement in the organic search system. Now your video will gain views from real people on a consistent basis. Forever! <laughs> oh, my. oh my god, it's like I'm in a business meeting right now. <laughs> this is fucking giving me like flashbacks, and I'm like, is it 3 o'clock yet? <laughs> we ensure ultra-fast delivery, real ad-driven views, and geo-targeting. We guarantee results in as little as 24 hours. Also, oh friends of Freck from Ferengana get 10% off all purchases. That means more profit. Hashtag friends of Freck. <laughs> Picture this. A once cold, dark, and lonely space station now teeming with lights, ladies, latinum, and merchandising as far all as right. the eye can see. All right, you had me at lights. 
Prepare but for then the you said ladies. <laughs> Prepare for the umoxy of life, boys. Oh shit, umox. <laughs> Shit. With my help, we'll get your faces plastered on every transport shuttle this side of the Bajoran wormhole in no time. Like a septa bus. This offer expires in an hour, so act fast. <laughs> in an hour, I'll still be here. We've sent copies of the contract to you directly via computer. We oh hope to God. hear from you soon, Trek boys. Or should I say, Freck boys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. That's that's amazing. Great. All right, Freck. I like Freck. His fucking sign off is like your grand, your fucking uncle's like he has like a quote in his sign off. Home is where the heart is, but the stars are made of latinum. That's the uh that's one of the uh, rules of acquisition. Signed Freck from Ferenginar, Freck Enterprises. Via, uh, via the USS Freck Enterprise. <laughs> He's just shamelessly self-promoting himself. Uh, the first asterisk leads to Freck is in no way, shape, or form financially or otherwise associated with the brand Mo Latinum. Good. Okay, that's good to know. Freck's Enterprise is a separate entity of visual production solely propriety of Freck the Ferenginar. Okay. Your The second... Asterix goes to your receipt of this pre-recorded message is consensual agreement to the terms and conditions <laughs> of the pricing of the Ferengi trade secret aforementioned as free. Please remit payment <laughs> as soon as possible. That sure does sound like a Ferengi thing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just Freck. being here is consent. Oh boy. <laughs> it was... I felt like I've done a seedy Italian accent on here before, so I tried to make it a little different this time. Oh, he, no, that, that was straight up Freck. I was like, that's definitely Freck. That's gotta be Freck. It that's sounded him. nothing like Mo Latinum, so. <laughs> uh, our next email is from Valentina. Oh, what a name. Who says, this is Val from the Discord. Hi. Hey, Val. I just wanted to say that this show is really good, and you guys are fun to listen to. Thank you. Thank you very much. I couldn't think of any peyotes, trademark, (laughs) but I did have a Trek-related question. Excellent. So in that one TNG episode, we see the weird VR game that Riker gets that makes him cum his pants and control his (laughs) mind when he throws those late 80s CG discs into a hole. Innuendo? He comes his pants real hard. <laughs> but do you think other types of video games will survive to the 24th century? Can I play Super Smash Bros. Extreme DX Edition with 2,000 plus characters? Or maybe even Half-Life 3? Or did Holodex <laughs> yeah. replace video games? What do you think? Josh Voice. Think about it. Think about it. Uh, yeah, I think the Holodex like the ultimate video game, right? Yeah, Holodex like, definitely replaced video games. You could probably go into the Holodex and like have a recreation of your childhood bedroom and then play like an N64, right? Yeah, like you that. could go in there and play as Mario in Mario 64. Right. <laughs> or you could do that, which would be awesome. Um, uh, yeah, Holodeck's like the like the culmination of video games, right? For sure. You could play Half-Life 3 and you could play as Gordon Freeman. You would just yeah. get his suit and gun... Yeah. His stupid fucking crowbar that you have to hit enemies 80 times with. Yeah, you get the crowbar early, and you gotta use it. <laughs> um, 
signed Ensign Valentina, holodeck engineer, USS Tapon's radio program. Awesome. That was great. That I was make sure one. no one creates a sentient Moriarty again. <laughs> well, he's flying around in that stupid, dumb little cube that he's flying. Dude, he, he's never going to get out of there. He's poor, never going to get out. Poor guy. Fucking super villain ass motherfucker. Thank you, Valentina. That was a great one. That was a good email. Good motherfucking email. Our next email is from Flesh Colored Ranger. Okay. Uh, He's not an orange or like a banana. No, he He's is a flesh colored ranger. He flesh writes in. Could be any amount of. That's like a large spectrum yeah, of color. He writes into Rider Club Radio a lot. Okay. Uh, he begins incoming communication for all Satellite M staff designated Trek boys. Okay. Long us. time slash first time, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah. My uncle tried to get me into Star Trek when I was a kid, but for some reason he thought the best thing to show me was the Kirk and Spock wandering around San Francisco bits from Voyage Home. Oh, that's with, a great uh, movie. With no frame of reference, I thought Star Trek was just a show about severely idiotic people on vacation. I would not right. use that term that you used. <laughs> um... <laughs> I would not equate what I said to that term you used either, by the way. But anyway. Right, right, right. After the JJ movies came out, I thought I'd check out TOS and TNG. I loved both, but there was just too much of them. I think I finished half a season of each and was trekked out. That's a good problem, dude. On his Common Rider podcast, Security Officer Pennington kept going on and on about this Star Trek podcast. <laughs> Long story short... Like I came for the outpouring of love for the series and stayed for the double dick jokes. <laughs> well, thank you. They're, uh, they're double the fun. I'm like jealous that like like that you've not seen all of Star Trek. Like if I could go back and like delete my memories of seeing the show but still keep somehow the love of it, I would do that. Oh yeah, because I, I would. I, too. I would love to see them from the, like, like a fresh perspective again. Uh, he continues. I've been watching the series starting from TOS using various internet much must watch episode lists to lessen the load. I need to learn how to talk tonight. It's all right. Well, you were just a Ferengi, so it's, it's gonna take true. a while. I gotta get used to talking without the teeth in. <laughs> Yeah. I, I discovered this method while watching Power Rangers last year, and have been enjoying my abridged experience with TOS. Mm. When you boys do a podcast, I watch that one so I can listen along. That's why I watched my first episode of Voy episodes of Voyager and Enterprise this week. Nice. Anyway, <laughs> there were a lot of A's. Um, I remember you boys saying Voyager and Enterprise were much more serialized than previous shows. DS9 uh -huh. and Enterprise, not Voyager. Yeah, yeah. Voyager's like nothing. Voyager is very episodic. Yeah. Uh, with Enterprise, I definitely got that impression. Who the fuck is this guy? Why is he so evil? Why does this Vulcan <laughs> chick emote so much? Am I going to have to watch every episode of this? Yeah, Trellium D, baby. <laughs> with Voyager, not so much. Well, it's because it's very episodic. It's DS9 is the one that's serialized. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm guessing the refugees in Counterpoint came from a previous episode. No. Nope. They did not. They just showed up. Other than that, all there is to know is that they're trying to get back to Earth, right? Or did I just watch a particularly accessible episode? I think we've just answered your question. Yeah, hopefully if he listened. Yeah, yeah can... Voyager is not 
um, serialized at all. I think you just got confused. Yeah, it, it's. It, I mean, I, it's complicated. It's complicated. <laughs> no, it's not. It is, and it's not. It's, it's not just, complicated at all. It's just. It's fucking. I don't know. I don't um, know. Voyager smells like a butt. <laughs> he did really enjoy this episode of Voyager, which we did too. Actually. Yeah, we did too. Yeah. I'm a single dad with a busy career, which really shouldn't be a thing in Starfleet, so I appreciate episodic storytelling. I can squeeze mm-hmm. in an episode or two a week. In high school, I got addicted to serialized storytelling with Dragon Ball Z, but nowadays, who has time for it? Mm-hmm. We both fucking love Dragon Ball Z, so we totally understand that. Yeah. No, I would watch hours of it. Like, even if it was on right, right now, I'd be like, okay, I'm just gonna do this. <laughs> I can zone out the Dragon Ball Z forever. I know. Um, do you guys have a preference? If you've answered this before, feel free to answer it again. Thanks in advance for filling the endless holiday travel hours, flesh-colored ranger, IT department aboard the USS Weenus. <laughs> the USS Weenus? That is a very unfortunately named ship you got there. <laughs> Maybe it was named after Carl Weenus. Maybe he's like a hero admiral or something. That's Carl, exactly what it was named after. Carl Weenus. So Next what do you week we're going to get several emails from Carl Weenus. Oh, no. <laughs> what, what do you prefer? Do you prefer episodic storytelling or more um, serialized storytelling? It, de- it depends. Um, I, I like episodic storytelling. In, uh, an example would be X-Files. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love that. I think it works great for that show because it doesn't... It can just be anything, right? Like like vampires or like ghosts or whatever. Uh, in Star Trek, I don't, I, I don't mind either. I don't really have a preference. I it, I think it depends on the type of show and what the show is trying to do. Honestly, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I can agree with that entirely. I will say that like, I don't think most media has gotten serialization correctly yet. Not. Not really. Because it's like a new thing, and serialization demands an ending. Well, since the the invention of Netflix, like, everything really sort of has to be serialized. Yeah. Right? And serialization Um, requires an ending. Like, like, you have to end it, but you stop making money when you end it. It, which Which is good, because, like, the way that TV was going in the early 2000s was like this never ending 26 episodes of nothing and and people got sick of it like they got really tired of it um you notice it a lot like when like on Netflix like I watched Sabrina which I really liked a lot mm-hmm. but you notice that like you you can see the writing of the serialization in it and it doesn't take me out of it but as like somebody who writes and stuff like I can see them going back and like putting in those things and it's done well but like you said Jeff it's not quite there yet it's not like organic enough really I don't know if that it's, makes sense in a way if you're gonna create a serialized story it, it kind of already has to be written like it has to be yeah. written beginning to end and then you like chop it into episodes Yeah, you don't want it to be like lost where like you have this idea, right? And then, like, all these extraneous things happen, and the idea, for me, for, it seems anyway, like, gets lost in the minutiae of the show. Yeah. I don't know. 
I mean, like, Flesh Colored Ranger is a common writer fan. Like, he he came here from Writer Club Radio. Uh-huh. So, just think, he just has to think of, like, common writer series where they have 50 episodes that make up a show. Right. And at the halfway point of every show, the, like, momentum drops the fuck off because they can't... <laughs> Even in, like, Netflix shows where they have 13 episodes, they can't space out all of the movement of the show correctly. Right. So there's just episodes where nothing happens. Right. Like, we were talking about, like, Daredevil. That happens all the time in those shows. There's, it's almost like 13 is still too yeah. many episodes, well, right? Well, it's not, it's not like the, not the number of episodes isn't the problem as much as the... No one knows how to pace for a serialized show correctly yet. It's like there's growing pains happening. You're right. No, you're absolutely right. It's not the number. It's the, there's not, there's nothing going on in like episode nine. Yeah. And really, if you would have like had a story from beginning to end, you know, you need to have 13 episodes. You need to figure out where each beat is going to go along that 13 episode like block before you do anything else. Yeah, well, like, like DS9 does well, and, like, even, like, um, like, in Sabrina, one of my favorite episodes is, like, they all go to sleep, and there's, like, a sleep demon that, like, haunts them in their dreams, and it's, like, a neat kind of, like, step away from the main story, but it still has yeah, something which to do is, with the which main is story. Fine. You know what like, I mean? you can have yeah. episodes that are just, like, a one-off every now and then, especially if you have 50 fucking episodes to fill. Right. And that's and that but that's what I mean, like it still pushes the plot forward, but it's also like a fun like look into the world of like them being like witches yeah. or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's still like a fun like uh like episode. Like and I think that people are, are reluctant to do that or they don't have the confidence in their show or their universe to do that oh, all yeah. the time. Uh X Files does it like unashamedly where the entire show is like now we're doing this now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Throwing yourself completely into something is always going to succeed better than not. Because even if it yeah. turns out bad, it's still going to be enjoyable to watch right. for other reasons. But if you're mm-hmm. going in timidly, you're going to get a tepid product. Yeah, you can't half-ass it, I mean, right? like... Uh, That's like anything. Talking about, like, the Step Away episode, like, Common Rider Gaim with the fruit has an episode... That's just a tie-in for an unrelated movie. So yeah. the hero from the movie, who's like an android, just shows up for one episode. And right. then the villain from the movie shows up halfway through the episode, and they fight. And then that's the end of the episode, and no one ever mentions it again. <laughs> <laughs> that is the dumb... That, that show is actually one of the better ones, but that one episode <laughs> is fucking insane. It has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> Like, one of the villains yeah. of Gaim cuts his own brain open and put, put, cuts his own head open and puts his brain in the robot villain's body from the android movie and then fights oh the android and then somebody puts his real brain back in his uh, body after the show's over, I guess, because he's fine in the next episode. <laughs> Dude. Oh, my God. I gotta watch this fruit show. It's a good one. The thing about the fruit show is it starts out really goofy. <laughs> And all yeah. the characters are like, we're a dance crew, let's do dances. Right, and then right, right, right. Um, by the end of the show, like the main character is like losing his humanity. And his <laughs> best friend Christ. is like betrayed him so that he can take his girl after he's dead. That's insane. And, like, 
an other dimensional force is obliterating the planet around them. <laughs> well, Jeff, now I don't have there to watch go. the this is, show. Uh, none of that is a real spoiler. <laughs> which is weird, but it's not. But... <laughs> Oh Thanks for God. the email, flesh-colored ranger. Your name still creeps me out, even after a hundred emails. <laughs> it's the first time I've heard it. It's new to me, Jeff. It's new to me. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Our next email is from Jack Carpenter. I know Jack's him. a good boy. Jack. He says, "Hey there, Trekmeisters. It's your boy. Hi, 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 Jack. What's up, Jack?" So I was at Green Bay at the football game this weekend and decided to watch the next episode in the collection on the flight back. I'm pretty okay. sure everyone on the plane heard me exclaim, Oh, fuck! When I realized it was a Voyager episode. <laughs> so I didn't watch it. Nah, but for real, I did force myself to rewatch it. <laughs> oh, no. I will say, not the worst Voyager episode, but that's not saying much. I found it to be somewhat interesting story overall, but the characters on that show suck, so it was hard for me to get past that. Yeah, the great thing about that episode, though, is there's not a lot they of them in it. They don't really do anything. <laughs> it's just Janeway. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, there's nobody, like, maybe Bolana's in it for two seconds. Like, I don't know. That's pretty Seven good. of Nine says a line. Tuvok says yeah, a line. She's like... Yeah, she's like, I'm, I'm here. Remember, <laughs> I'm, I'm in the in show. Astro- <laughs> I'm gonna be in my astrometrics lab. I'll be down here if you need me. This is where I live. Apparently, Chakotay changed his contract so that we have sex. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you want to have sex with, Mister Chakotay? I don't remember what's his name. Bell. Beltran, yeah, Robert Beltran. Robert Beltran. Uh, let me see. Uh, <laughs> this 7 of 9 character looks pretty good. Uh, he continues, That's probably unfair to the show, but fuck it. Side note, I did some research and Kate Mulgrew said this was likely her favorite episode. Anyway, yeah. I guess my overall thought is, would it be a better episode with a cast that's not the Voyager cast? Voyager would be a better everything with different, I think just different, uh, not different characters, but different actors oh. would help. What about Tim Russ? Ah, oh, Tim Russ is fine. Kate Mulgrew stay, I mean, and Tim like, Russ can stay in the doctor. Yeah, they can stay. Look, Seven can stay too. Like, Jerry Ryan's fine. Uh, but, like, different Paris for sure. Like, he needs to be different. The, thi- the thing about Tom Paris is that he's supposed to be, like, the bad boy to begin with, but he looks like fucking most- Howdy Doody. He's the most milk toast white motherfucker on earth, right? Like this dude is like never done anything. He's a little white. He, lo- he His- fucking looks he- like he should be introducing cartoons for children. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a whiny weird guy. Like me- like he looks like a guy you'd see at church, right? Like and you're like, "Oh, it's this guy. It's Tom Paris from church." He's just he's not like- he doesn't look like any of the characters he's supposed to be playing because his character changes a bunch of times. Yes. Well, his character needs to be played by an actor who's much younger. First of all, that's true. They treat uh, him like he's a kid, but he's like he looks yeah. way older than some of the other people. He's like he's like forty five years old in this show. Um, <laughs> he he needs to be younger. He needs to be more hot 
tempered. He needs to be angrier a little bit. Not like crazy, but like he just needs to be more like fuck. He you. needs to be. Uh, if he's gonna be the bad boy, he needs to be handsome. He does need to be more handsome, like Greaser. I'm thinking like yeah. Greaser get style. the Fawns. Get Henry Winkler to play. <laughs> get uh the kid from Gilmore Girls. Je- what's his name? Jess from the show. I don't, I don't know watch Gilmore Girls. Milo Ventimiglia. Yeah, he would have been good. Get him. He's like a punk. He would have been good. Give him a space leather yeah, jacket. Yeah, make him wear a leather jacket over his uniform. <laughs> Have him vape in an episode. Get Superboy from the 90s comics and just put him in the Super role. <laughs> yeah, put Superboy in there. You know, he's coming I back. Think I have a Superboy comic. He yeah. Is. He's coming back with the fade haircut and the leather jacket and everything. Oh, cool. But he's like, he's like punk now. His leather jacket has like spikes on it and shit. Well, yeah, it does. That's the only way you do a leather jacket. He's got spikes and shit, and he's got, uh, like, fingerless gloves. He looks so 90s. I love it. He's he's the boy with the Superman tattoo. Yeah, he probably does have a Superman tattoo. <laughs> on his chest. No, it's not on his chest. He wears a suit. No, it puts... That's... It, it's... He was... It, as a baby, they put it there. It means hope. <laughs> he's a clone. <laughs> As a baby clone. I don't think Josh has read these comics, guys. I know about Superboy. I don't think he read these comics, guys. I know he's confused because he's like, I'm Kal-El, but no, I'm not. I know I nah, know that that's shit. not what he's like at all. He Doesn't he go crazy? He gets, like, nuts. There is, like, he's made using human DNA, and it turns out to be, like, Lex Luthor's DNA because comics are a soap opera. Of course, of course. And Lex, Lex Luthor... Luthor he has double amnesia. Like, Lex Luthor created him in a lab. Like, he, like, yeah. helped create him, so he used his own DNA, and he put in, like, a kill switch in him so he could take over his mind when he said a code word. Uh, kill switch engaged. That's yeah, he, cool, he engaged his kill switch, and he beat up all of his <laughs> friends. Uh, I only remember him from... There's a movie, right? One of the DC movies. He's in the cartoon he, Young Justice. Yeah... I don't know if he's in any of the movies. I think there's one with Power Girl. She kind of gets bad, right? Uh, in in Justice League uh, Unlimited, like Power Girl's a villain. Yeah, she's like not. Yeah, good. she's also a clone. A lot of clones. She's clone of of the Supergirl. Of Supergirl, yeah. but she's got like way bigger because she's older. I don't know how that works. Like they artificially aged her to be an adult, so she's stronger. Oh, uh, that's why. Sure. Yeah. Not not because they were trying to sell comics to pubescent <laughs> not boys. Not because they wanted to draw bigger boobs. In the that, comics, that like Power Girl, her origin is fucked. Like nobody knows where yeah, she like, came from. <laughs> yeah, she's like disturbed, right? Like she gets like real fucked. I don't up, think so. so. She's she's like was, she gets a little like messed up because she doesn't know who she is or whatever. Yeah, that'll fuck you up, Jeff. She. You're acting like no one well, knowing who they it's are like is, the, is like a, not a problem. Because she's like from the Golden Age of Comics. Like, so when they like rebooted reality to where none of that happened, they were like, well, we still got to have yeah. Power Girl because boobies. Yeah, Just put her in. Boobies. And they're like, well, where's she from? Who cares? <laughs> uh, anyway, he continues. Mm. Uh, cool. Well, in the work... in. Cool well in the work voyages of Jack, I'm in Houston. The fuck are you trying to write, Jack? Oh, I saw the tweet that Jack uh, was in Texas and he was in a hotel 
that had a pool that was literally in the shape of Texas. I That's saw that great. Today. He said he's in Houston again, and he's going to be at NASA tomorrow. Is he going to go into space? Uh, he said, I'm sure I can borrow a rocket and send you also some, some supplies to the satellite oh, sweet, you're totally dude. recording this from. Just holler. <laughs> Thanks as always, Commander Jack Carpenter, USS Virginia. Thank you, Jack. Have fun in Houston. Have a good time down there at NASA, boy. I would love to go to NASA. Jack talks like I try. Jack types like I try not to talk. Lots of yalls well. and holler. <laughs> Holla. I'm not making fun of you, Jack. I have I have the same accent. Actually, I have a worse <laughs> accent because you have like a a cooler one. I don't even notice your accent. I'm glad that you're dumb and don't hear it. Uh, wait, what? <laughs> I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> Our next email is from Crash Space Danger. Oh, for fuck. He says, Me. Hey, boys, you're looking tight this evening. Thanks, Crash. I just wanted to share a quick story with you guys about my very special friend, Drac. It's not going to be quick. It's not going to be quick. <laughs> it's not It's not too long. <laughs> <laughs> I st- <laughs> Nothing's ever quick with this guy. I, st- except me. I start doing dips between two of your cons. He's not even here anymore. What is he doing? Yeah, well, I don't know. He's he's had a stroke. He's just saying what he's doing, but he's not doing it. He's not here. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. See, he and I were in quite the scuffle a few days ago. We were doing secret mission stuff. You know the drill. And his bat left was starting to dull, and it just wasn't cutting as clean as it should. So here I am, firing hot phaser blasts, and he's making a mess. He's got me covered in green blood. I don't need to tell you that green blood looks awful on my blue skin. I mean, look at me. <laughs> uh-huh. I give you a wink so you know that I'm still the same crash you've always known. That's true. <laughs> That's car crash. So the battle is won, and we're on our way to go do that super secret mission stuff you're dying to hear more about. Sorry, men, can't divulge that kind of thing. It's okay. I'm really excited, though, for it. <laughs> anyway, our ship doesn't have the power to use the replicator, and we got a jet. I make a quick course correction and head into Ferengi territory and trade one of them my never-replicated leather jacket for a whetstone. It's the, se- <laughs> it's the season of giving, boys. I grip both of your shoulders, and you can tell how much I care about you two and approximately how much I can lift. I hope the two of you have exchanged gifts. Until next time, Commander Crash Space Danger. Hero. I like how he narrates what he's doing when he's not here. It's amazing. He's gripping somebody's shoulders. I like it. Like, he just wants to, like... It's like... It's like he doesn't want to, like, not be near us. The, but, the like, best part... can't be. The best part about this is that there is no visual distinction between his narration and him talking, so it is just him talking. It's meant to be him talking. just saying it. Like, he's just saying it out loud, what he's doing, what he would be doing if he was He cares a lot about us, and also he can lift a lot, is what I learned today. I can tell that by how he grabbed my shoulder. Thank you for that email, Crash. It was great. I feel like we've gotten closer together. (laughs) Uh... Good email. Our next email is from Captain Drac. 
of the SS oh, Battle Axe. Cool name. And it's though. entitled Drack the Halls with Blood. <laughs> Alright, I'm into this. <laughs> I don't remember the voice I did for Drack. I don't remember either. Yeah. Incoming transmission from the SS Battle Axe. Greetings, you honorless Petak. This was Drack is back. Prepare to be boarded. Drack is back. <laughs> Alright! Damn, I didn't know I needed Drack back until this very moment. I did. I love Drack. Prepare to be boarded by subspace transmission. The battlefield of discourse. Nice. You would not believe the week I've had. Such battles. I thought Cut Baval had come early. So, not yeah. long after your last broadcast, my scanners detected a defenseless shuttle leaving your sector. I thought to oh, myself, to this must be one of your weak Earth Christmas gifts. <laughs> after tractoring my prize aboard, I tore it open with childish glee. <laughs> oh my god. It was like N64 or something? Your gift was most generous indeed. My very own crash space danger with kung fu grip. <laughs> After an intense, sweaty, shirt-ripping, 17-hour-long fight sequence, we decided to call it a draw and instead went on a thrilling space adventure together. Nice. Unfortunately for you, I've been paid off to stay quiet, so I can't tell you about how I killed at least twice the number of knife ears that Space Danger did. <laughs> or how... Best buddy cop movie of all time. Or how dead uh, Captain Riker said I was his favorite. <laughs> what? I, I want to go back a little bit to that almost saying daddy about Captain Riker. <laughs> I'm not sure what that was, but I mean, hey, man, whatever. I'm on board for you know? it. I don't know. I am on board. <laughs> anyway, I'm sending you a package. Lieutenant Dross, target satellite M, and fire aft torpedo. <laughs> okay, we're going to get torpedo Holy for shit. Christmas. I've cool. heard a whistling sound in the distance for a day now, so. <laughs> <laughs> like old timey bombs. <laughs> In space, you know, because that's how it works. Sound in space. It all makes sense. It should be arriving shortly. Sorry, okay. transporters are for the week. I had them all retrofitted into Nordic tracks. <laughs> Nordic tracks? The Klingons use Nordic track? <laughs> all right. Inside is a year's supply of leather care products. I'd like you to give space danger the next time he passes through. Apparently, okay. I ruined his jacket with the blood of our enemies during our battle date. It just makes it better, am I right, Drake? Battle date? <laughs> Metal date? Battle date. Oh, battle yeah. date. <laughs> I, uh, I, I like I liked Drake. I like how he's... I, li I like him I a lot. Too. I like this guy. I say improved, but nonetheless, he showed great honor and was a worthy battle buddy. I hope Starfleet <laughs> sends buddy. through my secrecy latinum soon. I had to sell my <laughs> batlift to pay for all that leather cleaning gear. 
Why'd you do that? This is going to be a gift of the Magi situation. It is a gift of the Magi. It's exactly what... Because he's got the whetstone, right? Yeah, he uh, traded his leather for the whetstone. And then, and now he doesn't have the bat I got you this comb. I got you this hairbrush. The the gift of the Magi. Gift of the Magi. (laughs) I'm touched. Until next time, Federation scum. I'll be on the battle bridge. I love you, Drac. Uh, you're on the battle bridge already, sir. Ah, Dross, who put all these brooms in the battle bridge? Uh, that's the broom closet, sir. Ah, oh, jeez. Why are these brooms so sharp? My outfit is torn to shreds. I hope this doesn't stain. Did we save some leather cleaner? You ordered Mechleth to be attached to the battle brooms in case of sudden battle... <laughs> Transmission ends. Man, being on that ship has got to be an adventure every day. Damn, Drac. The US or the IKS Battle Axe, yeah, is that the name of it? damn, Drac. Damn. I love Drac, dude. I love all these guys. <laughs> First uh, openly homosexual Klingon. It seems like it, maybe. That would be cool. Perhaps. I'm I'm into it. Uh, Our last email is from someone I don't like. (laughs) It's from uh, Hoteen. Ah, for fuck. Subcommander Hoteen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's do it. Says Ensign Pennington and Henderson. It appears (laughs) that according to a known space pirate. Wait, is Hoteen getting more evil? No, I've always sounded like this. How can you hear me? A certain Captain Riker has returned home. I find this hard to believe because, as you know, Captain Riker absolutely loves radio broadcasts. (laughs) And while you received more than your fair share of write-ins from window washers and escaped convicts, Captain Riker (laughs) himself regularly corresponds with me. No need to be envious, boys. Commander Space Danger is very impressive as well. To be honest, I'm a bit jealous. I thought he only (laughs) subspaced me messages. Well, turns out he doesn't. Turns out he likes us more. Yeah, suck it, Hoteen. But I digress. Allow me to share. You're always digressing. (laughs) Got him. Fucking got him. Wrecked, dude. But I digress. Allow me to share with you what Captain William Riker sent to me this morning. Mm -hmm. Dear Hoteen, I once again must thank you for arranging that meeting. I know I was not forthright with you as to what business I had with those smugglers, but I feared for your personal safety. This does not sound like The truth of the matter was that I, William Riker... Yes, he does say his own name like this. (laughs) Have long been upset with the hypocrisy of the Federation. This sounds like Romulan propaganda. Hypocrisy? My, what language? (laughs) Of course, those are his words, not mine. Of course. Of of course, of course, they're not yours. Oh, man, he keeps going, and, uh... Yeah. I'm not reading this because I just got out of one... Court martial. Yeah, we're gonna so. get court martialed again. We're gonna have to go in front of Bechea, and she's gonna be like, "Hey, 
Ah, uh, stop being cool, and you guys suck. That's what did she you said the first did time. Did you call it court-martialed? <laughs> yeah, that's what it's called, right? I'm gonna get court-martialed. Uh, that just tickled my funny butt. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Is that not what it is? Uh, anyway, Hotin complains that I didn't read his dumb message to Riker last yeah, time. because it's all bullshit, dude. It's all Hotin Romulan bullshit. Fucking green-blooded hobgoblins. I know what he, they're trying. They're trying to divide the the proud uh, Federation uh, career of Captain William Riker. William Riker would never say any of this dumb shit because he's way too cool. Yeah, he wouldn't say me, William Riker. He's a cause of William. He's Will. He yeah. continues after he gives me a message which would definitely probably get me court-martialed. Yeah, don't read it. Well, Pennington, I know that I transmitted the message to you, but you refuse to give a refugee the little bliss that comes from hearing a message of love over the airwaves. Oh my god, it's so Romulus. Shame on you. Is that the compassion yeah. of humans that your kind is always spouting off about? Shut up, Poteen. Now I realize that Starfleet has welcomed Captain Riker back into the fold officially. However, I wonder how that could be when the battle axe was sighted as entering Cardassian space. Do you think that perhaps Man. Space Danger and Drac got the wrong Riker? What? My correspondence <laughs> with William Riker would suggest that perhaps they had. If you do see the good Captain Riker... Do check his sideburns, will you? <laughs> is, he, is it Thomas? Did, we, did he slip us a Tom Riker? Did we get Tom Riker oh, again? No. Damn, dude. When you're at a party, make sure you hold your drink. You don't want to get Tom Riker. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe he slipped us a Tom Riker. It's ridiculous, honestly. I should let you go. I have some yes, Platonians please. to book for an interview tomorrow morning. <laughs> I have taken the liberty to send you the schematics for some dune buggy accessories you may find entertaining. Next time in the area, I do hope we can go mudding together. <laughs> mudding! Goodbye for now. Nice. Hoteen, leader of the Tog Pack Morning Show, USS <laughs> Tapan's radio program. <laughs> Damn, dude. Hoteen, I don't know... I don't know if we should put those on our dune buggies. They might, like, just, like, shoot out a big Romulan warbird firework or something. And next <laughs> thing you know, we're going to get double court martian. There is a, an attachment that says uh, double virus, destroy oh. all computer systems, fuck the Federation, Romulus forever, dot PNG. Do you think I should open it? I don't. It's a PNG. I don't know how. It, I mean, it's probably not. <laughs> Like, it's fine. I'm going to go ahead and skip that one, because that's the last email. We went through 14 emails tonight. That's crazy. That's a, we're getting so many emails, it's crazy. That's it, good, though. I love, Oh, we went through 16 uh, emails tonight. Yeah, 16. 16 yeah. emails. That's a lot. Thank I feel you, like we've all gotten closer together today. <laughs> Not Hoteen, but all the rest of us. Yeah, Hotin sent us double viruses and shit. <laughs> we, we've all come together in the spirit of the holidays. Whether your holiday... It's Christmas time! Whether your holiday is Christmas, 
Whether your Chanica, whether your holiday is whatever the fuck you weird aliens celebrate, Vulcan Logic Day, dude, Logic Day is lit. <laughs> uh, I'd like to thank everybody who wrote in an email. I'd like to thank everybody who's out there on your crazy space adventures who are sharing them with us. I'd, yeah, thank you so much. I'd like to thank all you real people that sent in real questions and POTs and stuff. Yeah, they were they were really good real questions too. I'd like to. It's tough to to know which one I like more. It's true. I like, I like, I like all the. Uh, I like this the new satellite M format. I do too. I like it a lot. I like that some of these emails are starting to become interconnected. It's pretty like, great, honestly. I don't. I know that a lot of the people that are writing as these. Not to sh- pull the fucking veneer away, but a lot of people that are writing as these characters are patrons. So they, like, talk yeah. in our uh, Patreon Discord server yeah. together. So they're creating, like, an ongoing story behind the scenes that right. we're only like, getting like, bits and pieces of. <laughs> right. It's Which great. is crazy. You can do that, too, if you're a Patreon. That's right. You can head on over to M-Class Podcast. Or patreon.com slash mclasspodcast and for as little as one dollar you can join our patron discord and do it maybe the guys will work with you and create a cool Star Trek original character do not steal that you can email into us <laughs> do not steal dvnr.com <laughs> I think, uh, I think uh, we're gonna follow Freck's advice and like uh we're on we're on iTunes, right? Yeah, Jeff? we are on iTunes. We are on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. So if you're on iTunes, just uh, give us a rating, and uh, if you like it, you know, do that. If you don't like it, do that too. Like, Whatever you comment, want. subscribe, smash that subscribe button. That's what Freck said to do, and we owe him money now, I guess, because we did it. Ring that bell. Ring the bell. Oh, God. Ring, the, Ring bell. the bell. Slap the butt. Hit the buzzer. Turn the switch. Suck the dick of corporate America. <laughs> That's what it really is. And if you'd like to send in an email, as I said at the top of the show, you can send it on in to mclassemail at gmail.com. That's all singular. Fuck yeah, do that you shit. You can head on over to Twitter and... Instagram. Oh, we got Instagram. We are at M Class Podcast on both of them. That's easy to remember. Do that shit tonight, baby, baby. Take a picture of your butt and send it to Jeff. <laughs> I'm not gonna say you can't do that, but I would appreciate it if you didn't. <laughs> Take a picture of your two dangly dicks and send them to Josh. Definitely do that. Like, take two pictures of your dick and then Photoshop them onto one body and send it to Josh. Send it to Josh's Booty Call at gmail.com. That's my. That's it. There it is. That's, that's my secret Gmail account. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, and we'll be back in one week with more M Class goodness. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye.